and it's Culture Shift. I'm Amanda LeClaire. This week's Metro Times cover story seeks to show the diversity of Muslim American women. Here's writer Anasi Tayan. And you interviewed uh, four women for the story. Can you take us through and introduce us to who these women are? Um, I'll start with Mesa Rajo. Mesa is an immigrant to the U.S. She came as a baby with her family. And uh, when her dad was done with his education, she, she went back to Syria. And uh, about 10, 15 years later, she came back to the U.S. You know, the Muslim woman, the immigrant, the Syrian who was on the list. Um, but she has three children, and she, she decided to become a business owner. She's uh, dedicated to education and to bettering, you know, the future. I found her story really interesting because when uh, Donald Trump was running, she was excited uh, because he was a successful businessman. And she was kind of let down by, you know, what he was saying, and it was sobering for her. And so continuing with this theme of challenging these these stereotypes that Muslim women have to deal with, Diana Hussein was another um, person that you talked to. Yeah, Diana Hussein is not, you know, a stereotypical uh, Muslim woman. You know, I don't know exactly what that is, though. You know, is it a woman that's stay at home? Is it a woman who covers? I think what this story does is kind of say there is no mold for what a Muslim woman is. So Diana Hussein is uh, uh, a Muslim American who's born in uh, Dearborn or who's raised in Dearborn. And she's, she doesn't practice uh, religiously, but she takes on the identity of a Muslim through representing Muslims um, through her work. And not just Muslims, but humanity. She works as a labor rights activist. Something that I've noticed through all these women, it's their faith that propels them to, to do the work that they do, uh, to do good. It's not them doing good despite their faith. It's them doing you know, working for others, working for humanity because of their faith. And doing it in so many different ways, too. Mm -hmm. In so many different ways. And the next person you talked to was Jacqueline El-Sayed, which is, uh, I found her story really interesting because uh, not only does she have a mechanical and aerospace engineering degree, she's also driven large semi-trucks as well. Yeah, she's kind of like a local hero in the Muslim community, in in the Metro Detroit Muslim community. I've heard of her. I didn't really know her story that well. I just knew her as uh, she ran for uh, the Bloomfield Township School School Board. Um, that's really what I knew of her before I interviewed her. And then when she told me her story, I was kind of, like, amazed. Um, she's been a trailblazer for a long time. I think it's important to note that, you know, in the Muslim tradition, there's uh, this kind of uh, uh, this thing that's said without really being said, it's a tradition that says if you give with your right, your left shouldn't know. So it's a tradition of doing good without doing it so that you get recognition. You know, so you find that there's a lot of Muslim women that are really active in helping people, but they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to diminish what they've done. What impressed me most, I think, about all these women was their grace when it came to what was going on politically in the nation. They weren't angry. They weren't scared. They were motivated and understanding. So I found that extremely uh, impressive. There's one other person that you interviewed for the story. Uh, introduce us to her. 
I interviewed Zarina Alamin Naim. Um, she is a woman who gave up a high-paying career uh, to to follow her passion in humanitarian work. She studied computer engineering, and she was uh, offered a job that paid well for, for entry level. And she turned it down, and she decided she wanted to go and work in Sierra Leone um, to for an organization called Life for Relief. And uh, while she worked there, she noticed some schoolgirls who would sell oranges in front of her office every day. And she inquired why they weren't in school, and she found out that the parents couldn't afford to send, her to send their kids to school. So she started a scholarship fund for these girls. And when she left her work and came back to Michigan, uh, she still supported these girls. So to support the girls, she started a calendar called Beautifully Wrapped, which is her organization now that unites women uh, by using head wrapping, um, that unites people, actually, of different cultures and different faiths. And she unites them by sharing their experience through fashion, through head wrapping, and, you know, sharing their spirituality about it. That was writer Anasi Tayan. Read her full story in this week's Metro Times or at metrotimes.org. This is Culture Shift.